That's 30 seconds to go. The countdown is on. 20. The ground is fucking packed. Quite a lot of colleague supporters. But there's a bit of orange. Five. So Collingwood are behind and they do this. Weirdos. to lose a prelim by final. We've got some shots down in the GWS rooms and that is a man that um, is as tough and as hard and as inspirational as any uh, in the competition and it just rips your soul out. Yeah, it was uh, hard to reflect on this season when you, when you get that close. Uh, yeah, that one hurts. That one really hurts. Just, uh, it's a tough, tough change room at the moment, but um, we'll come together, we'll come back, we'll come back stronger. They just put yourself out there, you know, um, get that close. That's uh, what happens. Awesome year, but once you get this close, it, uh, you want to go on and win it. Um, and we felt like we we're good enough too, but hats off to Collingwood. They were tough tonight, a flip of a coin really in the end, and um, it's just, yeah, it just hurts. Old Sing Matilda, Old Sing Matilda, you go Old Sing Matilda with me. And it's a battered old suitcase to a hotel someplace and a wound that will never.
The night watchman flame keepers And good night Matilda To Yeah, all right. What do you do? I mean, last episode of the season. Pretty good game. I mean, I, I can't be up and I can't be up and about. I don't know. I mean, you're flat. Espo. Hey, hey, Rags. Hey, man. How are you, hey, mate? Yeah, you know. Hey, we got it. Mm. Mm. What I will do, as, I, as start, I said at the leaf. start, I'm going to make a public apology. Uh, on behalf of the Squinners, we did serve a tweet because uh, the breaking news that Adam King is Kingsley has been named Coach of the Year, and so he should have been. But we've gone up and we said all Heil, uh, Adam Kingsley Coach of the Year, and obviously we we knew that Heil is a Nazi salute. We knew that, and that was an ironic postmodern joke. And we'll change it back to Hail, uh, won't we? When you're, when you're on Twitter blue, you can tweet. So that means quickly. Yeah. No, it was deliberate. It's it's our niche far right audience that yeah. are very important to us. Yeah. Um, the other good bit about the weekend is that I got to meet Rags in person. And that was really, really, really good. We spent a lot of the time at the pub after the game. Coopers in, in. Place, yep. swearing at each other, going, Oh, fuck. Oh, hey. We did that for a long oh. time. Oh. And what I'll do before we get into the game, and I've got views about the game, and we've got views about the game, we've got it in first quarter. Mm. I am going to describe my personal experience of printing out a hundred little dockets with our kind of this is who we are, listen to us, we're never surrendered by the squinners, the only four, and therefore best. Getting serious. By the way, this is never surrendered by the squinners, the only GWS Giants AFL fan cast. Uh, we're the best one. And Your we've nails. got fans and people know who we are. When you go to a crowd of 97,000 people and quite a lot of them are Magpies fans, fair enough, and I'll come on to the crowd after that, the chant, asinine, but we'll get on to that. Um, it's difficult to give away even 100 of your little pieces <laughs> of paper without without sort of tackling someone or very, running through 30 people in black and white to find an orange person. And then... When I went and sat down on the random seat, thank you very much, Lukey Higgins, there was a whole, I was next to a row of Giants fans. It's like, you beauty, here we go. Take one, pass it on. Oh, actually, we're from, we're from, we're Port Adelaide fans. <laughs> You're wearing Giants hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't want Collingwood to win. We just thought, I mean, Port Adelaide lost. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But we thought we'd come here. Is he coming for the weekend as well? Yeah. How many we bought did the you print? When, How many we bought did you the print? hundred. Well, surely the Coopers Inn had a hundred people. Yeah, but they all know who we are. Oh. Went to the Coopers Inn, so I couldn't give away bugger all, mm. and then got too excited about the game. Went to the Coopers Inn and Weird. started giving them out, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys, yeah, we listen to you. Who are you? <laughs> oh, I'm Needles. Rags is just around the corner. Oh, mate, we listen to you. <laughs> and, and here's a shout-out to, um, I think, James Malone, the Irish Giants fan who'd flown from Alice Springs oh. uh, and is a big listener, <laughs> and apparently he's got a great origin, origin, Giants origin story and wants to come on. Yeah, um, But I couldn't give him away because they already knew who we were. Fuck. But when you're a niche team with a niche audience and your niche yeah. podcast, mm. maybe it's um, pasting them to telegraph poles and train stations. That's the uh, the next plan of attack. Next time you go to Melbourne, you didn't have time. I mean, it was hardly in Melbourne. Like my, <laughs> you know, the effort to get to Melbourne. Rags, well done, Rags. The effort Rags and I made to get to Melbourne. I didn't I, go to sleep. I did do Friday a. Night. 
I, did I stayed up it. with the Travelers Rest all night where they played the game three times in a row between half past <laughs> one when Rags went to bed and 6am when I went back to the bus station. Ooh, how was the bus ride back? That hurts. Actually more comfortable than the train. Really? Weirdly. Yeah, it was, there was no one on the bus. The train was chockers. And there are some really rare characters who get on <laughs> New South Wales Country Link XPT. Yeah. Let me tell you, rare. rarer than I expected. Rare is Whereas a, the bus. Yeah, that's a pretty endearing uh, description for some of the characters I've seen on the yeah. Sydney to Tamworth XPT. Just, it's, yeah, beggar's belief. Um, and also the bus goes along the road and along the road there is Wi-Fi, or not Wi-Fi, there is service, whereas on the train line there is no service. Mm. So there you go, that's a hot tip. Anyway. So have we got any other Holy new fuck. listeners? Any other new listeners that have done the uh, scanning of the said promo uh, QR code? Possibly not. But if you are listening, welcome. Welcome to Never Surrender by the Squinners. I am Sparrow, and that is Rags <laughs> up in the top left who hasn't been introduced yet. Hi, Rags. I said hello, hey, I said hello at the start. Yeah, I, I had a quick quick couple of words but yeah i'm still recovering from yeah you look i'm quite i'm quite hoarse um a little bit it feels like it feels like i've played an eight hour gig and (laughs) i was screaming my lungs out um on the friday night and i watched it i watched it back recently i've got three pages of notes i'm probably going to be going through forensically (laughs) i'm glad they're blurred out so we can't like steal your notes um but yeah no it was uh yeah, we'll discuss. We'll discuss Good game. the game. Good game, tough yeah. game. Before we get into the details, I've never needs... been so proud to support a football team. Yeah, needs. Can I just give a quick, quick mention? If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you're following us. Give us a like. Give us a rating. Give us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. And of course, spread the orange flavored word of our existence. It really helps us. And, buy some uh, jerky. Buy some jerky. <laughs> Promo code. Get it. Get it in time for this weekend's grand final. Uh, Matt. Matt's jerky. Matt's. What's the name of it? Matt's jerky. No, it's better than that. Matt. Fat Matt. Fat Matt's jerky. F A T T M A T T Z. Your promo code NSP, and you'll get ten percent off and free express delivery. So get it for weekends viewing. And also follow us on all the socials because that's where we are. Speaking of of socials, we we were trending last week, weren't we? With With the um, numbers. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, all this talk about us being in the uh, high 115s on the uh, Apple podcast. Hey, Needs, what were we? What were we after talking us down? We were... 15, 12, 37th. We, we we did hit 15 during the year, but last week we were in the 30s. So well done, listeners. We That's hit 15 amazing. during the year, not during the preliminary final. That's interesting. Yeah. That's well, all those people. All well, those the people NFL started. So. Yeah, right. And um, tough competition. And I mean, they must be. This is the start we've just been able to put together, stitch together this past 10 minutes. It's edge of your seat stuff. So they've really, <laughs> you know, you still you've nearly got to your work. And you haven't even wasted it. We haven't even got into the hard stuff. So you're going to get like to work and home, mm. and back to work and yeah. home, probably go for a lunchtime run just with yeah. us. We'll Put it back on. It. We'll, yeah, we'll help it. We'll make it easy for you. You'll get through Maybe it you're on us. the treadmill. Maybe you've Maybe just thought, the... hey, these boys are on fire. I'm going to do another fire. If you're on case. the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> you're 
you're on the Good treadmill. Good for you for doing the exercise. Hang in there. This does get better. Yeah, I didn't plan anything for the intro. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Even, I, I have watched the whole. Sh- I watched the whole thing back uh, yesterday and today, but I didn't watch the last forty seconds, and I can't do an intro to the last show. It was yeah. It was I, too much. I was similar needs. I tried to just do a bit of a recap on you know the key moments and which we'll get to, of course, in second quarter. But fuck, it's it's like opening a fresh wound, isn't it? It's it's really it's tough. It's tough. This is it the last forty seconds? There's, there's just no hope. It's just a rugby scrum. Oof. Um, a well choreographed rugby scrum. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. So well, let's just go. Let's just go straight into the it up and We've got some good news, Nates. We've got some good news. There is some good news. First quarter. This is. It's only going to be 10 minutes. There's at least 12 <laughs> or 13 issues. So just race through it. Race. Well, King Slay. Well done, King Slay. He has slayed all the other coaches for uh, getting awarded um, Coach of the Year, which is actually voted on by the coaches. So um, congratulations. And, I mean, what more could we say about the fella? He's uh, <laughs> he, he's he's really changed the club around and the playing list and the belief in the players and game plan and a bit of excitement amongst the fans. And, yeah, we can't be happy. we can't be happy with the appointment. I mean, Need, Needs, you and I had a quick chat at the start of the year for some random uh, news site, which never went anywhere. But part of that was, uh, you know, this new coach, Kingsley, he's talking up the Orange Tsunami. That's exciting. And you know what? Talk is cheap, but what did he deliver? Yeah. An orange oh, look, fucking tidal wave. Absolutely. Took it. It was it was unreal. It was unreal. It was brilliant to watch. It was exciting to be a follower. You felt proud that this was the football. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like generally it goes to a grand final coach. So, and the fact that they it has been nominated and picked by his colleagues, that's sort of your player's player equivalent. It, it's that's kind of makes it more important. Like mm. it isn't the Brownlow, which is random because of the umpires and the umpires are only picking people under their feet or didn't feel random. Um, Lockie Neal when he gets <laughs> 20 touches and uh, Kelly gets 41 or Cameron. Charlie Cameron gets it's seven nine. goals and Lockie gets the three. Like, whatever. But um, it, if your if your colleagues pick you, mm. I wouldn't know what that's like. I never got a player's player, but I expect it's it's a pretty good feeling. <laughs> that must be pretty cool. And he's he's earned it. Fuck yeah, yeah, brilliant, great great appointment from um from uh the board putting him on. That was just a stroke of genius, and it'll be interesting to see how Adam. Evie's what's his fucking name? He was Uze. Uze, second in line to get out, get the job at the Giants. Interesting to see how he goes next year at Richmond. You know, yeah, he's this, been second in line a couple of times. Yeah, but this new highly, breed, highly regarded. The new sort of younger coaches coming through, like Craig McRae at Pies and and ours with uh, Kinsley and um, Melbourne's new uh, Richmond's new appointment that. You know, yeah. interesting to see how no, they stack up against the Clarks. And, nicely uh, balanced by the oldest coach to ever make a grand final in, in Chris Fagan. Uh, and yeah, also right. it's only the second coach to ever make an AFL grand final who's never played AFL or VFL. Yeah, that is an is interesting this, background. Is this stats stats with needs or? <laughs> well, it's just a little, it's just a little, you know, little I like, bits and pieces. I like it. I like it. I like it. And uh, um, can I just mention, um, well done to the AFL for voting in Harry uh, Mark of the Year. 
just after we released our YouTube video to the <laughs> Harry's Sound of Silence. Yeah, the that sound was of impeccable, Harry. impeccable release great, timing. Great timing. Um, yeah, well done, Harry. That that was an absolute beauty in round one. I happened to be there for that. And, uh, oh, really? Nice. Well, very well deserved. That was the game where the orange tsunami siren was sounded. And in that first half, you were just going, that's a false alarm. This doesn't look good. And back they came, <laughs> all on the back of that pivotal mark by Harry getting mark of the year. But yeah, he was um, in there twice as well. It would have been, it would have been stiff not to get it. Like if you're, if you've got two know. of the three, you'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. what have we got to do? Yeah. Second and I third. Was- I was a little bit worried because I don't know if the voting's changed, but it used to be fan votes. Yeah, yeah, and and it was two two Harry Himmelberg marks versus a Collingwood players mark, yeah. and I was like, oh There's no, no we're going to get done in. We'll, he'll lose. He'll get like ten percent votes, and this Collingwood guy will get ninety percent. But yeah, he came through. So well done to the big fella. Yeah, I think yeah, they changed well it a few years ago. But yeah, fucking great, well deserved. And if you haven't checked out the. Uh, the YouTube video for Sound of Harry, Signing of Harry. Well, the only it. way to get a real feeling for how he took the mark to be there live is to watch the video. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I would say. And so I've watched the video many times because I wasn't there live, unlike you. Um, so we've got, there's quite a few things going on. There's sort of, we're up and down, we're up and down. We don't want to mm. do all the sad stuff and all the happy stuff, but light we lost, shade, we lost a squinter. Needles. We've, we lost a squinter this week. The Our curse first of ever interview. Um, Oh mate, Gilby, Jason Gilby, he. I'm gonna to have to change the song I wrote about him and Cadman that you guys didn't understand, and now I'm gonna to have to chuck it in the bin and find someone else. Maybe put Callum Brown in there or something like that. But uh, him and Fleeton got delisted, mm. and there was some decent chat about Fleeton. People were beginning to think that. Well, when I say we, you guys, and certainly people and um, other squinners in the stream were fairly positive about his rap, but Rags wasn't. Rags, tell us why you weren't. Oh, I just didn't. He's no Lekalia. I just didn't think he was up to it, no. And, uh, yeah, I was a bit surprised. At our, do we refer to Gilby as our number one? Like, he was the first player on our pod, so is he number one? I think he can. Yeah. Well, and, Sam, uh, Sam Reid kind of was, but let's just say it's Gilbs. All right. So do we put out a pitch on this pod to Gilby to try and get him for a weekly segment <laughs> on the Never Surrender podcast? An insider's... Insider's word. Well, an outsider's now. That'd be amazing. And, uh, yeah, Toby and Georgia had a big announcement. Yeah, nice, right? nice video, nice, nice announcement. Nice little video as well. And as um, uh, what did, Dr. Nangs. Dr. Nangs, yeah, it was Dr. Nangs. He had some sound, sound words on Excellent the chat. chat. Uh, I mean, he was a bit out privy. with his dates, Dr. Nangs. I'm not, I'm not privy to this. Is this no, 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 also, I'll, I'll let you into it. Yeah, regarding the, preg- the pregnancy. <laughs> okay, so see, what is she? Four or five months pregnant. Uh, she's not 12, 12 weeks, but maybe a tad more. December baby, right in the middle of holiday time. Back ready, day one of preseason, ready to go, having spent three, four weeks with the new family. No concerns about important games missed or, heaven forbid, finals due to concerns regarding missing the birth. That's rooting professionalism. That is fucking all Australian captain level family planning. <laughs> yeah, you know what was, would be even, even more all Australian? Is if he had triplet boys, <laughs> and then and then Coco Coco replied to that, um, and we'll probably we'll leave that for the stream because it was perhaps a little bit. <laughs> I don't think so, mate. Yeah, it's, uh, less 
But uh, he did yeah, have his date tempered. slightly out, Dr. Nangs. I think it's more like yeah, an April so baby. 12 weeks in, round four. Round can four. We, uh, Not too can much. We have a, can we have a bit of a guess, each have a guess at what, uh, if it's if it's a boy, uh, what, what the name would be, what the name would be. I'm going yeah. with Trevor. I'm going with Trevor. Trevor yeah. Green. Trevor Green. Jack. Mm. Jack. I feel like we're going to keep keep the T Greens going. Theo. Be funny if it Theo's was Tom. good. It's even better if it's pronounced Dutch and you call it Teo. That's very, that's a really it's cool not that one. Tough, but is it Theo? Actually, Teo is cool. It's Teo uh, Green. Teo Could Green. it be yeah, Junior? Junior. Toby Green Junior. Mm, nice. Nice. Jesus Christ. Oh, is it nice though? A bit of an <laughs> ego complex. Yeah. Um and, and then obviously well last night as well, there's a bit of chat because there are lots of awards being hold, doled out, and one was the Brownlow. Someone's called for a recap. It was close at the end. Uh, um yeah, I've seen Nick Dacos play live. <clears throat> he's a really good footballer. I'm really worried about the next 10 years. If he's not a very big dude. And it's illegal how he can get himself in the position that he can get himself. And even when they tackle him, he's got the ability to arch his back or shrug yeah. or something like that. Is I think he's I've described him as footy smarts generational, and that could be it. You know, what I mean, there was a bit where he went three, 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 five games with three votes in a row. Uh, and then Errol Goulden got he, he came storming home in the last seven rounds. And then in the, the last round of the season, where he got 41 touches and kicked two goals. He got one. He got one vote. Still wouldn't have given him. The, still wouldn't have got him the chocolates because uh, Lockie Neal got the the three at the end, which put him over the Bonapelli by two and and everyone else. But um, that was a decent. That was a decent final round. You had track around the mark. Gordon Bonapelli and Dacos. That's 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 a good way of that's a good yeah. way of finishing. No, the I, vote. I, I expected those four to be in the mix, but not not Neil. I was very surprised Neil got got the chocolates. How's this, Needs? How's this? So against against the Giants, Lockie Neal got three votes in round six, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I was at that he, game. He had he had twenty possessions and didn't kick a goal. And Stephen Keneally had had thirty eight. Josh Kelly had forty one. Charlie Cameron kicked seven goals too, and <laughs> had fifteen Green. touches. I think <laughs> Toby Green had twenty two and kicked two. Brett Daniels, Binger, Stormy had twenty and kicked four. And we know the value of those possessions. That's Maybe like the... that's ninety possessions. Lockie Maybe... Neal did not get my three votes. <laughs> he didn't the get boys, a vote. The boys rushed that that uh, those votes that night. Surely must have been really cold, or they just wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. Got to get to Mooseheads. Classic. It was in Canberra, so yeah, it must. But there was a few. But there was, I think, there was. I saw it like there were swings and roundabouts. There were a couple of games where he Mm. did really, really well and was killer and got nothing. So it's, I mean, it doesn't all even out. But and it's people, so people are weird. But yeah, adds to the mystique. He's a good footballer. He's a doughty little nugget, and he was taken at pick fifty-eight. Like it's pretty funny. The other one was um, Horn Francis against Geelong, and uh, he had he got three votes and he had thirteen possessions. One three, 13 <laughs> possessions. Yeah. Did he kick 18 Slightly goals? Though? He no, kicked no 18 goals. goals. He kicked no goals. Shit. <laughs> so, boys, our first our first Brownlow winner, who's it going to be? Tom Green. Barnstorming Tom Green, surely. That was, uh, oh, that was our smoke uh, well, at the start of the year. 
Well, I'll go. I'll go Finn then. Oh, yeah, okay. Rags, you've got some notes here about the collective new collective agreement. Oh, it's beyond me, mate. What do you know about it? Well, the new collective bargaining agreement for the AFL AFLW players. What it means. Um, I think it's dollars minimum uh, median salary. Yeah. So I think I think the average AFL men's salary goes from three sixty thousand up to five ten or something like that. And I'm pretty sure the women's goes from the average salary goes from forty six up to sixty next year. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's some there's some big changes, right. but slightly but less than just... a graduate gets paid in the Australian public service. Actually, significantly less than a graduate <laughs> gets paid in the APS. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just I was just thinking, like, is it is it going is that going to help us retain players? Um, not just not just with the culture that we've got going under Kingsley and the core group of players that we've got. Is that little bit of extra cash going to help us retain players because? We all know the house prices in Sydney are pretty crazy compared to the rest of Australia. So, um, think yeah, so. yeah. So, could be could be a really good thing for the Giants. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, look. Let's get into it. We, we put it off for long enough. Let's fucking stop. I've got three stop pages. Bringing around you morons. Let's get into it. These three pages aren't going anywhere. Um. <laughs> let's go on to the second quarter. And there's a game that we need open to talk about. Open up the about. wound. Open up the eight, fucking 10, wound. 58 to 8, 9, 57. Tail of the tape. I stood up at the end of the game and clapped. Uh, I was very, 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 very proud. I've never been prouder to be a, a fan. It was brilliant. I was having a wonderful time in the second quarter to the extent that I think one of the 97,000 Collingwood fans, or 96,000, say, um, texted or made a call to some people, the security people, to ask me to move on from where I was standing. Because some <laughs> boffins in yellow jackets came and asked me to move on because I was having too much of a good time uh, and talk, <laughs> calling out the yellow, the, the orange wave here, it's coming, stuff like that. But who wants to go first? I mean, I've got I've got so many good points to make having watched it the second time around. Well, I'll I'll keep it brief if you're gonna if you're going to divulged in the most intimate detail indulge <laughs> um i like i said all season i was just happy for us to get games into players and implement the game plan and i was just really happy with that progress and i mean at the end of the game it all just came down to a bit of a flip of a coin collingwood lost uh, a prelim last year by a point, um, yep. and then they're into the grand final this year. Brisbane didn't lose by a point, but they got whipped by um, the Cats. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, both teams have been in prelims, and we've been in quite a few prelims, but with a different list now. Um, yep. But I, it just wasn't our turn, and it wasn't our time. Um, different things could have happened during the game. Uh, different result would have happened, but... Exactly just right. wasn't just wasn't to be, and unfortunately, as close as it was, I, I was wrong in another way because I said accuracy would um, decide the uh, result, and Collingwood were actually less accurate than the Giants. Eight goals, ten to eight goals, nine. So I was mm. wrong in that on that front. And... But yeah, but, and I'll, I'll come on to that. Not quite though. I think the ones that they missed were their snaps in the mm. second quarter, whereas they they hit their set shots. 
Except um, McStay from the top of the goal square. Except mm. that one, but all the others. I'll get to that, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I'll say. What about you, Sparrow? Yeah, look, it was a incredible, like, gladiators going at it type, epic, you know, just fierce battle that will go down in one of the truly memorable uh, games in our you know, recent history. But I was I was amazed at the uh, ability to withstand that pressure early on and then get the game back on our terms, um, back to our game plan, back to, back to our systems, back to our running game in. And, um, yeah, it looked really good leading into that sort of, what was it, 15 minutes into the third quarter. And um, things were looking really good. There was that key turnover from Markov. Yes. Um, Lockie Ash was a different one, but Markov's, uh, oh, yeah. you know, coming out and getting it off Brown. That that was that was massive, huge momentum shifter. And it was moments like that where, you know, that's all you need. You just need those moments to fall in your lap through it, through a through on the back of effort. Uh, obviously, in that case, Markovs, um, and that swings the game, and, and they're just so important. And yeah, like I was really proud of our our, our team's effort, our, our boys' effort, but um, absolutely, we'll learn from it. And, and you bank those, yeah, you just bank those um, experience that experience. And it, like you said, Collingwood had that from last year, and. Um, they went the extra leg this year to get to get through, and we'll have that obviously going forward. Um, but yeah, some incredible performances. I thought, I thought uh, Tom Green was massive again. Um, you know, our, our our core group that have been solid in the finals once again delivered. Toby was unbelievable. Hogs was solid, clunking big marks. Um, yeah, our midfield brigade, our back line. Sure, we had a few losses, like Sammy Taylor lost a few that he normally doesn't, but um, overall very solid. Um, and, yeah, the boys will obviously, they are, if they can hold their heads high, and it's just one of those gut-wrenching losses that comes down to, yeah, like you said, a flip of a coin, a couple of, couple of moments where it could have gone either way. Needs. Right. Get yourselves comfortable. Never been prouder to be a fan of the Giants. That was that was a stand up and clap for some time, even as the Collingwood song was happening. Uh, if that game starts from an even, if both teams are off scratch, for instance, Collingwood hasn't had a big rest and they only had a six day turnaround, or we had twenty seven days off, or whatever it was, we win that nine times out of ten. I don't even think the venue had anything to do with it. The Collingwood crowd weren't that scary. Their Collingwood chant is asinine. It's weird. They do it when they're losing. They do it when they're winning. And it sounds like they want everyone to go to sleep. The Collingwood thing. That was, that's basic shit. Um, Otherwise, it's impressive how many people they get. Love it. But the chant is shit. And so whatever. So I don't think actually the crowd were a factor. The Giants absolutely cracked in. The second, the, and I mean, there's a Tom. Was it who's that guy in Tim Miller who writes in the Raw? He wrote a good article. Uh, he wrote a good article last time, which I really liked about Port Adelaide. And then he wrote another article about you know how the, the Collingwood had to really pull it out of the fire and 
it was really, really difficult and they did really well. It's like bullshit. It's almost written as if Collingwood were the underdogs who had to come from behind. Collingwood were in head, ahead for more of the game than the Giants were. They were at home. They had all of the crowd. They had a big rest. They were the number one team. They'd walked the competition and they only got up by one point and it was a flip of the coin. There are a number of moments. So Tim Miller um, is sort of, it's bogus, quite frankly, where, where he's coming from. Colin, if, if they want to think they're a chance in the grand final, they need to have done much better than that because Brisbane should be able to do a number on them. The only thing Brisbane have got is that MCG piece, but otherwise they're a much better team. Uh, or the Giants, where we were, were unreal. Because if this is where we took the top team in the comp, this is how far we took them to the edge. Um, what was interesting watching it on the replay was everyone, it felt like at the game that the Giants were super dominant in the second quarter and then mm. Hollywood was super dominant in the, in the third quarter. But that's not the case at all. The Giants had a good run. They kicked those five goals. But it was sort of by the end of... With five or six minutes to go, Collingwood had the game the very much Yeah, at the end of the second quarter, leading mm. into halftime. Collingwood were like cracking in. They kicked three or four points. Dacos had that miss where he was running into an open goal and did a bit of a bedford and kicked it off the outside of his boot. It wasn't – we weren't as dominant in open play as I thought. And then in the third quarter, for the first eight minutes, Collingwood didn't look like scoring mm. at all. And then they piled on the five goals in sort of six minutes or something like that, which was pretty incredible. Uh, but but then after that, we, like Bedford missed a goal, um, Stormzy missed a set shot, Lloyd missed a set shot, Keith burnt uh, Toby Toby Green. And it sort of serves me right because Toby Green burnt Hogan in the second quarter and burnt Hogan again at the start of the, at the, start of the third Mm. When he went for the grabber and Quayne picked it up, he should have just given the handball to Jesse, who was out in the middle. Um, like, and you sort of you start looking for moments, and both teams had a lot of moments which could have gone either way. Like, we, I think, sort of in the second, in the third quarter, the Pies had about six shots and nailed five of them, and in we had six shots and got one goal. And our shots were gettable, like Lloyd's kick, Stormzy's kick. Neither of those, one went for a point, one went out on the full. Mm. Uh, like it, two of those goals of the five shots we have, and we're winning at three quarter time. Yeah. The like Lockie Ash and all of their goals were sort of almost all of them were moments that could have flipped the other way. Lockie Ash came steaming out of the back line and picked out, I think, Quainer on the tip in sort yeah. of, when there were three. Giants around him. Um, the the one I looked, I was behind Callum Brown when he was chasing that ball to try and tip it over to Bigford and Markov win him. But actually, yeah. from behind, it looked like Callum Brown had fucked it up. But on the replay, he didn't get near it. The ball bounced away and then it turned left. It bounced towards Markov. Yeah. But Callum actually never got to touch it. He never got an opportunity to to pick it up and set when it was right at the ground and at his feet at the same time as Markov. It, so it's actually much different. There was a moment when Toby, when Stormzy tried to tap it over to Toby Green and Toby Green was out, but it got intercepted by a Collingwood player. Actually went back to Stormzy and he handballed to Green, but sort of by then Nick Dacos had managed to get to Toby Green and rip his head off and not get paid a free kick. <laughs> because Toby Green doesn't need a head. 
So there there are some of them, and it did just feel where there was another piece where like the bounce, some of the lucky bits and pieces, Collingwood set up quite well, but the free balls went for them where in the second quarter had gone for us a bit more. But it was a very brief period where they had control and we had a lot of opportunities. And I, you know, Stormzy missed a missed a set shot in the first quarter. Callum Brown yeah. missed two, two yeah. one in the first and one in the second. Kicked that excellent goal as well. He had a really interesting game, Callum Brown. Yeah. He led yeah. up really well and was a real target on the wing and, and did some really good things. And thumbs, some things looked a bit scary, but like it's, it was, we didn't do that much wrong. Hollywood are the best team in the comp, obviously, that they're going to come. And there was there were opportunities where we couldn't have put it to bed, but we would have gone into the last quarter running on top of the ground. And as it was, when it when we went to the last quarter, we were we we were you could tell absolutely rooted, rooted sort mm. of the the first part of it, and there were heads down, and it was the back line led by the POTUS, who was brilliant. Um you know, he had Taylor, a huge game, didn't he? Taylor was really good, but he got three marks taken on him. Dan McStay yeah, yeah. took that mark in the third quarter. Um, oh, actually, there was also one where the Jamie Elliott goal, yeah. that ball bounced off Moby Green's chest. He was going to take the mark and it bounced off his chest, went into someone's hands, who handballed it to Maynard, who'd been playing on Green, who picked out Elliott, who kicked the goal. Like, that was there was so much. There were all rebound goals. Yeah. The, the only one that was depressing was... When Buckley, who had a buggered ankle, when oh mate, what's his name? Their full forward, my check, uh, Brody. Yeah, my check. When he just wheeled on him and just sort of strolled in and kicked it from forty, that was like a depressing one. That felt like we're mm. in trouble here because that shouldn't have really happened. All the others, it, Sam Taylor tried to take a mark from behind Dan McStay, and Dan McStay took the mark when really yeah. he got a punch. How filthy do you reckon um, Taylor will be? Like, how much will he be stewing over the oh, summer? Well, like, you know what? Competitive beast. I would, I would hate to be one of our forwards this this preseason <laughs> to stand Sammy Taylor. Oh my god, you He'll... will not touch, you will not touch the ball. I won't be surprised if our forwards will come come out <laughs> round one just completely devoid of confidence. Oh, uh, except Jesse Hogan, <laughs> I reckon he'll win the Coleman. Oh, he was, he was. If he really, like he didn't get that many opportunities. He had that one. There was one in the third quarter where it bounced off. Or he got it into his hands. Um, like we had, sort of in that last a minute, we had three or four decent looks at goal. But his marking on Darcy Moore or um, Jeremy Howe yeah. or even Nathan running up the field and taking marks on God has been was God has been good this year. Brilliant. He was brilliant. I reckon the best mark I saw Hogan take all game was when, was it in the last quarter, Ash Ash hit a kick from just outside 50 and absolute bullet mm. in between yep. three Collingwood players. And it, if it if he, if he it didn't land in his hands, it was going to take his head off, probably yep. smash his skull in. That was, <laughs> it was going that fast. My That was now my equal favourite footballing moment. I saw Michael Walters kick a goal in the grand final when Fremantle launched their comeback in 2013 in, in the third quarter. But... I couldn't see – I was side-on to, to Hogan kicking that goal, so I watched him, watched his reaction, and as soon as he kicked it, his hand went up, just one hand, and that was the most exciting moment, like, because <laughs> we were coming, you know? It was – like, it, 
And it, so it's interesting. Like Ricker, actually, I'll say Ricker was weak. Yeah, he, he, he was. He was disappointing. He does a few, and I know what it is to be a weak player. He does some weak stuff. Like he mm. doesn't necessarily make the runs. He's not a contested beats beast. And a couple of times, Murphy or one of the other guys went went straight at the ball, and Riccardi tried to push them off, and they went at the ball and got the ball, and Riccardi was left behind. Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't up to scratch. Bedford, they were talking him up on the radio, but I didn't think he he shelled an easy mark on his chest in the at the end of the third mm. quarter. He did a lot of tackling, missed a couple of bits and pieces. He wasn't particularly he wasn't as effective as I would have hoped. It is interesting. I didn't know that Stormzy had been taken off by the HIH. I sort of didn't yeah. notice that he was he'd been taken off. But his work in the last quarter before he was taken off oh, he's was massive. awesome. Yeah. So that yeah. really made a difference. Yeah, Kingsley yeah. mentioned you know? that. And, and that tackle that Dacos did that drove him into the ground, in, in sort of his head into the ground, he rode him into the back. And everyone was saying, well, he rode him into his back, but he didn't. Like, it wasn't a penalty. He didn't. Like, so it wasn't a, um, you don't charge him for it. Mm. He did ride him into his back. He didn't mm. get a free kick. No. Nor did Conor Iden well, when he got his head around the neck. Nor did Connor Ryden when he tackled uh, Jordan Goey. Nor did Toby Green. There were some bits and pieces. Yeah, and that, the talk on that from HB Myers on Mongrel Punt, who is a listener and follower of us on socials, he was loving the um, putting of the whistle away. Yep. And uh, his comments were, team, B, team bias aside, as a neutral watching the game, I found it to be an enthralling spectacle. It was the type of contest that simply dragged me in as a spectator and gripped me like a vice. The st- stadium lived and breathed, roared and groaned. It was wild. It was free-flowing. It was desperate. And we didn't have the umpires coaching the players and overstepping their jurisdiction. It was footy the way it was supposed to be played with the tougher team getting the points in the end. Look, I'm all for letting, letting it be free-flowing and wild, but when you're on the receiving end of that, it, uh, it's, it it's a, leaves a bit of a sour taste because if you're going to do it, let's do it all game, like the state of origin in rugby league. But uh, just to do it in the last quarter and have the rough, very rough rub of the green, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sour, sour taste. I'm getting to the end of my notes. Um, so Jack Buckley was injured, but was great. I don't know. Halfway through, uh, three quarters of the way through the second. Um, Himmelberg was really good. Cumming was really good. Petrol was really, really good. They had a dangerous forward line and, and they did a very, very strong job. Uh, and what, yeah, I mentioned Stormy before. He, he Those two shots of goals, if you'd taken one, um, that would have been good. Who was the other the, one you mentioned then? Himmelberg was good and who else? Jack Buckley and Isaac Cumming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cumming was good. Cumming's goal was solid. I thought he's... Yeah, it was really yeah. nice. I, I think Keith actually had one of the best games he's had for us. But no, saying that, I don't, I don't think he's up to it. His decision-making isn't quick enough and his skills aren't good enough. Like, he, he, he get the ball and he can't wheel and go and his kicking's not long enough, so he has to wait and then he doesn't make a decision quickly. And he finds it difficult to sort of execute. So that point about to... that point about him not being up to it hasn't been clear enough from you this year. Yeah, no, it's the first time I've seen him live. Um, and you know, and I'm saying like he he because Riggs was beaten by Mason Cox for a for a lot yeah. of the game. I think it would have been sort of 60-40, if not 75-25. And and Keith was able to nullify that and then get out a little bit. 
But um, in a sort of a marking contest, he doesn't take the mark, mm. um, doesn't necessarily punch, and he doesn't sort of kick quick enough, mm. I reckon. But I'm not the coach, so you know, don't worry what I say. Um, no, we, we worry. We worry about you, I, I don't I, – we, di- we didn't quite have someone who ripped the game apart like Jordan Degoe did. Ooh. Like it's a long way away. You're a long way away from the ground, from the game where I was. But even yeah. I could see – impact that he was having in stoppages Absolutely. and getting around the ground like it's not his delivery isn't awesome yeah but if he can get it and give it to a dacos or yeah. a pendlebury and he was getting it and giving it to a dacos or a pendlebury or just roofing it forward yeah I, I don't know that we quite had someone with his impact no. um that was a pretty extraordinary game and people say oh, it's the greatest game he's played well if you've got to pull the greatest game he played after seven years some of it up some of it down in the preliminary final, fair play, and even with that, we still nearly beat. Them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but I think Stormy yeah, off the ground hurt us more than Dugowie off the ground hurt them in that last sort sure. of five minutes because Dugowie is an explosive away. They they wanted the game quite tight. He doesn't make the game tight. He spreads it open because he cracks it open. Whereas yeah. Stormy's he was in at the feet, getting the ball and getting it out. Whereas he was just going through people. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's about it. Oh, and then someone was complaining about. Um, Toby's snap at the end, where he might he could have sent oh, it gets, maybe to Callum Brown. Yeah, I, I mean you go for that. Fuck yeah! If, to- think, if Toby moments. had a, if Toby slotted that, yeah. they would have put a statue outside the MCG of him. And yeah. and I was and he gets I was it, really he gets was taken on the line out of ten. He was taken on the line. It's one of those things where like, and you wouldn't have thought with four and a half minutes to go, you're not going to get another chance. Yeah, yeah. Right, but also the other point Miller said he was like, "Oh, Collingwood were playing. You know, they were really locked the game down. They didn't lock the game down until ninety seconds to go. Yeah, they were going for goal or trying to get a point because they knew they had to win it until about ninety seconds to go when it went out to the wing and when and then they played it quite well. And I was wondering whether or not after like the seventeenth stoppage, whether we shouldn't all just push out and force them to kick it as opposed to we trying to get it because." They were doing a good enough job, and you, maybe after the three goes, you got to give it up. But it, it yeah, um, sort of that would have forced them to kick. But the thing about the tiredness in the second yeah. and third quarter, we were able to go through to go through them. Yeah. In the last quarter, it was something that the commentators said they had six or seven intercept yeah. marks. Yeah. We were just so um, knackered. Yeah, we're knackered. and so the structure broke run. down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and and the one where we didn't was when. Stormy wheeled, turned, gave it to Briggsy. Briggsy gave the hands, and Lockie lowered his eyes and and nearly took Hogan's head off. <laughs> um, your comment mm. about not having the game breakers like uh, Degowie, yeah, was a standard. He had thirteen clearances. We, our team only had sixteen, so he he was massive. But you know, massive. Green Green had his moment. Uh, Toby Green had his you know that that goalie. Got from Hogs handoff from Hogs to open the scoring for us. Um, he had he got that that snap in the last you know three minutes to win the game. You know he certainly was huge. Um, and 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 had he had had he had that the you know the conversation would obviously be when are we how how far is that statue away from being built? And also Tom Green he he obviously was um, had his moments too. He was huge at times, but. Just couldn't put together a complete, um, complete game. But yeah, to go. 
generally, we most of us like they all played really, really well after what they've come through and, and how many games they've had to play and what they've had to do since like oh, round yeah. twelve. It was outstanding football on yeah. the biggest, hardest, heaviest stage of all, and they stood up and they nearly won. And it was and I'm looking at these moments. They they were like Collingwood had a few that went against them as well. It was one way or the other. The fact that there wasn't a point scored for six minutes is just extraordinary. Wouldn't it? Um, and it it. Easily could have been us. There's if if it had been Collingwood, if they'd gone down, they would have looked at their couple of moments and gone you know, on the what ifs. It, it felt like we had more what ifs than they did, though. What their golden opportunities they took, we didn't take as many of our golden opportunities. Mm. Yeah, I, I I agree completely with everything you said. And what what baffles me is like I listened to do a naked lap of honor. Hang on, hang on. Oh, it didn't work. <laughs> didn't hear it. <laughs> well, I, I was just saying what, what baffles me is like I um I listen to AFL Daily or something like that on a podcast every every so often and I wanted to hear the wrap up of the game and they were just talking about how good Collingwood played and all these players like didn't talk about any of the Giants players. Obviously Collingwood won the game, but they won by one point and it was pretty much exactly even, I feel like, all over the ground. Um, and it was, it's just, it's just baffling how it's all reported. Like it was, there was nothing in it and there's nothing in um, it. Hollywood yeah. didn't plan it. They would have wanted it completely different. They might train for one point wins, but they weren't going for a one point win until it was at the very, at that absolute very last moment. Hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't, some uh, they know how to win the close ones. They have one close ones because they're not good enough to get to split teams apart anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be tough playing a Collingwood fan. Those tight games. Hey, I got some shit on my liver. And having to do that, having to do that chant. So yeah, the crowd's not scary. You it's not scared. even. No. Um, can I what circle it? circle around this issue of fuckwit of the uh, round? <laughs> Never thought I'd say it, but Bobby Hill. Oh, Bobby Hill can go, and Mason Cox, both Mason of them, Cox. can like fuck them and the horses they rode in on. Mate, Bobby, you are dead to us. Yep, yep, you're a bad bloke, and that's and not take your American you know, friend. That's not. Walk um, up King Street, town, <laughs> go to the IGA, find the biggest pineapple there is, buy it, and shove it up your ass sideways. Quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would uh, obscene. That, Wardy was looking at what it a at dick. Half-time Played going, for a penalty. Bloody serious. Goes a knuckle. Yeah. Perryman was... one goal and the rest, and he wasn't particularly good otherwise. <laughs> trying to fight did, did make the grand final. Good on him. Spe- speaking of that, like, it really frustrates me now that a player that size, so small, can walk up to a big guy and start the push and shove, knowing that they can't do anything back. Like, the umpires... That's it, why it I could never play Because... Feel. Because if that yeah, happened, could, that, I get you through it. Yeah, because you were the punchiest guy in rugby. Oh yeah, I saw you, mate, Mister Thug. Imagine, imagine, imagine Bobby Hill going up to Barry Hall. He'd send him into the third <laughs> row, up up near where I was sitting. Like, dude, pull your head in because that's I, just I, I, that's just. Bullshit. I will say that the other side of that argument is Mason Cox going up to Sam Taylor, and anyone could hit Mason Cox and nearly rip his shirt off, and he doesn't care. I wanted someone to rip his glasses off and just step on it or something like that. Are you allowed to do it? Or are they sacrosanct? Or just kind of pull the back strap and then hit it on his head or something? Because, mate, oh, you're going to wear him. Yeah. Serves you right. Um, he's a, he's a good straight kick, that guy. Uh, yeah, like, oh, and so Nick Dacos, I say, he's a really good footballer. He's a penalty puller. Mm. There's no doubt he's a bit of a soot and he's a penalty puller. 
But mm. at the end of the game, every all of the Collingwood guys were all up and around and about themselves and patting each other on the back, except Dacos. Dacos gave it a fist bump and then went straight to Toby Green yeah. and got around him and patted him on the back and had a chat and said, mate, really good game or something. I imagine words to that effect. Mm. Um, and then he went on to another. Like I was watching him from a distance yeah. and on another guy. And I, all right, that's a class act. I saw yeah, that. We and, know, and we I know ha- he's amazing. We know he's amazing. I saw that and I hated it because I really want to hate the guy. Yeah, I, I want to hate him too. I really want to hate the guy. And yeah, I saw that. He terrifies like, me. He terrifies me. I saw, me. That, I saw that and years. I was like, dude, don't do this to me. I, I've got a, I've got a vendetta against you. I yep. just, no. And yep. then he goes and Agreed. does that. And I'm, oh, in come that, on, Nick. Yeah, in and that he was the only guy who did it. And also, Collingwood all chatted and then they walked off. Like, um, So Phil Davis didn't get a chair. Um. Yeah. Uh, and like he didn't, they didn't sort of. So Bill Davis didn't accept the chair, and nor did Daniel Lloyd. They walked off together, arm in arm. Yeah. Um, but there was no, not like yeah. we did at Port Adelaide, because we're a good, we're a good country club. We're good blokes. Good blokes. Hey, in good that blokes. in that same vein of uh, trying to hate Dacos, but funny and difficult. Brendan uh, Maynard, what's his name? Maynard. Braden. Braden Maynard. For, you see, he's, um, see, see him at cheer. The, see him in the. Um, uh, at the opening bounce, go up to Toby and just give a. I think they might have had a hug or an embrace or something. And I was just like, Yeah, that, that is. That is. They've got good. some serious respect for each other. Uh, when one time Toby was on the ground during the game, and yeah, you pulled him up. Yeah, Maynard's pulled him up. Yeah, yeah, I saw was, that. They were awesome. back into it. I actually really don't like ma- Maynard, but yeah, don't make me like him, but... you, Collingwood. Don't make me like you because it's not. And that's, happen. And that's why um, Fly needs to be crucified because he has made this Collingwood team. Really yeah. like I mean, look at their look at their. So this is a Giants podcast. We're not here to talk about the Pies, but they did win. They're going to the grand final. It's their forty fifth grand final, of which they've only won fifteen, which is hysterical. Yeah. But um, look at their captain Darcy Moore. Like yeah. you can see him. No, from but... three. His hair on the yeah. field is He's like a Viking. He's one of yours. The Such light, a statement. Rags. The the lights could go out and you'd still be able to see. Him. Yeah, yeah. You can read a book. Read a book by the blonde glow. <laughs> Absolutely extraordinary. But um, that's what I thought. We nearly won. They only just won. We could have won. That's football. You you know, it, it sucks when you lose. What yeah, does it would Toby be Green? If you won. What does Green need to do to get a fucking free kick? Or yeah, or con- well, yeah. Can I just quit? Yeah, that's out- outrageous. Um, but the POTUS was amazing in the last quarter. It was amazing all game. He made no mistakes. And he, and he led the free world with honor and dignity. And he is just, he is just, yes, he is just extraordinary the way he played. And he, yeah, and he got his head taken off as well. And also, talk, and was the only person to tackle the goey. Mm. Dragged him to the and ground, didn't get the free. No. And we discussed uh, at the pub after the game, like who, who was our best player. And we both agreed that Connor Iden was best mm. uh, for us. And, the AFL website did not put him in our best players. No, really, I saw I saw it somewhere that um, yeah, were, it wasn't in the uh, AFL.com.au, and I was who, just baff- I was just baffled. Yeah, I, was I think baffled it, too. they must they must use AI or something like because it didn't get <laughs> didn't get a lot of possessions. <laughs> it hey, didn't trigger um, it. Any sound bites from the Coopers in your deep deep the oh. discussions analyzing the game post match? No, no, I'm actually, I actually no I did take some video. Um, oh. we were just, just too you know, flat. Yeah, was, oh, 
Rags is too too deep in his Bundaberg um, ginger beers ginger. to to be able to cope with it. <laughs> How is I the... did have I did have an orange tsunami shot. <laughs> you did. I did. <laughs> what goes in an orange tsunami shot? Fanta, passion fruit flavored, whatever <laughs> that was. That was yeah, and I had a big, big sound beer. I had a pint oh, of the big, big sound. Yeah, good. Actually, good. very drinkable. Yeah, it is. I was well on that in the grand final. Hey, yeah, um, the rags was very tired and had to go to bed, and I stayed up all night. What was the oh, mood was like in the, in the coupe? I had somber. Yeah, there weren't that many people there, uh, and there was that Spanish music playing all night. Let's go to the third quarter, boys. That was tough. All right, let's. That was it. We need to keep rolling. Mind you, though, I will say, watch out next year. All right, third, third quarter. quarter. What are we looking at? There's an upcoming game. Someone consider it the last game of the year. <laughs> um, Brisbane are going to rip their hearts out. Fuck, that's that's a bold prediction. I'm I'm not quite as uh, yeah. I actually think they'll come out a bit shell shocked, Brisbane, and uh, possibly wrestle it back. But I'm I'm picking the Pies to win it. Oh. I'm saving my predictions until the end of this segment because I'm going to incorpor- incorporate <laughs> some rag- Ragnar's math, Ragnar's oh, math okay. grand okay. final uh, edition. But well then, uh, I'm, I'm still thinking four, about one, it. Okay. I'll spend the rest of the time thinking about that and I'll think about what, what Sparrow just said and I'll do a bit more thinking and maybe I'll change my mind when we get okay, to the predictions. So we've got um, – there might be a couple of – well, we know McStay's out. Um, Taylor Adams has been ruled out as well. So they're – well, I think Taylor Adams is a pretty significant out. Obviously, he didn't play against us either, but not having him in the midfield um, will hurt them uh, against the Lions. Uh, he's he's sort of a negative midfielder who could probably play on Lockie Neal, uh, who doesn't seem to handle a tag all that well. Um, and I think Brisbane will go in unchanged. Um, so that's sort of my prediction in, in terms of it's- ins and outs. Just look at yeah, well yeah, but they they, they don't have um, the discus thrower. Uh, Gardner's probably going to stay in for Sam yeah. a pain. Is it pain? Yeah. The discus thrower yeah. who was a really was a really good. But yeah. Gardner played pretty well to be fair mm. after after the first quarter. Harris Harris Andrews he was the only one trying for the Lions in the he first quarter. Gun. Captain <laughs> Andrews he is a real gun. But then. Like, yeah, you've got it. The team's finished one and two after the minor rounds. Can the Lions win at the G? I mean, I think that's interesting. That and this is the first time for a little while that we've had one and two playoff mm. since twenty fourteen for, for the Ron Barassi Cup. Officially known, I don't, I don't think, think so. Is. But who were no. the grand finalists in twenty fourteen? This, this is this is Needles's quiz. <laughs> Hang on, here's the music. Was it okay, ladies and should... gentlemen, welcome to Needles Quiz. You've got five seconds of who played the grand final in 2014. Rags. I'm going with I'm going with Port Geelong. 2014, 2014, Adelaide, someone else. No, I'm Port sorry, Geelong. that was your time. Port Geelong. It was obviously Hawthorne and Sydney. It was in the middle of uh, Hawthorne's uh, repeat. I was watching it when my younger son had pneumonia from the hospital, and Hawthorne absolutely smashed. Sydney by a lot of points and Hodge kicked that massive torpedo from the boundary and they were um they were nowhere. So ladies and gentlemen, that was <laughs> Needles quiz. All right. Do you want me to go straight into Ragnar's mass? We'll go back to back no, 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 no. segments. Well, well but you've got some really interesting questions that we don't want to talk about. I'm just gonna bring them up though. 
Sour Pies. Can the Pies stop the Lions' supreme scoring power? Brisbane beat the Pies in both meetings this year. Um, first time the top two final teams have met since, yeah, can the Lions win it? They're all good questions. Are we, supposed, we should talk about that. Like, this is an important, these are important things to talk about. I mean, before we get started to you. These will thing. also be, be covered off in my maths edition. It's more a stats-based um, edition today. Not really. You don't need pen, pens and pencils. Uh, you don't need any... No, no spreadsheets Abacus. But um, Sliding rule. Do you want me to, me to just jump straight into it? Okay, so here's Ragnar's cross. Six, five, three, five, eight, nine, seven, Saga nine, three, two, three, Mathematics. Six, two, six, I love math. four... <laughs> All right, so I've got a, I've got a few little interesting pieces here. I'd scrolled through on uh, StatsWire or something like that, and uh, Bris- Brisbane have won the last six uh, against Collingwood, with Collingwood's last win being in April two thousand and nineteen. Prior to right. prior to that, Collingwood prior to that, Collingwood won the six games before that. So it went, Ooh, it's gone. Big swing. Brisbane, six. Collingwood, six. Or the other way around. Yep. Um, game. Brisbane has not played against Collingwood at the MCG since May 2017. Ooh. And so Brisbane where, hold where were the two games this year? Uh, they played once in Brisbane and once at Marvel. Once at the Her- Marvel? Oh. Why Marvel? Mm. I don't know. Okay. And uh, the other this is one very is... interesting uh, maths or stats. Yeah. And the other one is Brisbane hold a record over Collingwood of eight and five, eight wins, five losses at the MCG in their history. Two of, two of those being grand finals. Most notably, 2002 uh, and 2003 grand finals. So, which, which of which Fly, Fly McRae played in both of them exactly, for Brisbane. Exactly. So, there's a there's a few little uh, tidbits. I don't know if that'll sway your tips. Um, Did you say segment, eight, but... eight five to Brisbane? Brisbane, Brisbane mm. versus Collingwood. This is at, this is not MCG. This is not Fitzroy. This is AFL era. This maths has layers. Mm. So, I mean, you can you can take a look at it a few different ways. Um, Brisbane have been quite uh, compelling in their last six wins over Collingwood. Um, but they have not played against Collingwood at the MCG since May 2017. They are shit at um, the G. They are not great at the G. So Big um, Joe loves the G, doesn't he? Or he's more of a Marvel man. Yeah, Big Joe is either gonna he's either absolutely gonna shit his pants or play <laughs> awesome and just be totally relaxed and kick six. I love it. How about <laughs> chewing gum just playing he's on the big stage? Champion. Yeah. He walks like he walks like an ostrich. He's, like, his knees don't bend. He's a bit like <laughs> Phil Davis in the way he sort of moves. But he can turn around and kick it from sixty or miss it mm. from twenty. I read yeah. during the week. I read during the week that he actually lives in northern New South Wales, Joe Danaher, yeah. and travels Byron. two out two hours to um to training. <laughs> Yeah, wow. and they like they can't get hold See, of him or anything. Like when the price of petrol training. doesn't matter, <laughs> maybe, maybe he choppers in. Well, yeah. He looks like the kind of guy who would. So yeah, so there's a, there's a few stats for you to mull over. Mm, um, that was a good so math we, segment. We, we may as well go straight into finals tips with rags. So a little recap from last week. So 
Um, Sparrow, you you got zero last week. You yeah, tipped, I didn't think I did too well. You tipped Carlton and the Giants. Uh, Follow the narrative. Follow needs, the narrative. Needs got two. Toss my son. And so Sparrow's up to four. Uh, stays at four. Needs goes up to five. I got one right and one wrong. And we got the guest tipster got one right, one wrong. So there's a three-way tight five. And, like and, Spar- and Sparrow's <laughs> at four. So we're all coming down to this. Oh, um, so I'm going to go uh, this week. I'm going to tip Brisbane by 17 points with Charlie Cameron to get Norm Smith and kick six. I would love that so much. I yeah, would love yeah. that so much. Brisbane, Harris Andrews, uh, Potter Iden kicks the winning goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Just got... I just, so, no, I just want to quickly talk about Brisbane though. Like the Pies, I don't. You know, it, the Pies haven't played particularly well in either of their finals. They are playing at home, but and we've only got what three and a half minutes. But Brisbane are super vulnerable. But if they if they go well, then they're going to be dominant. They've got weapons on all lines. Mm-hmm. Eric Hipwood gets up the ground really, really well. Danaher's a great target. Charlie Cameron's the best small forward in the comp. Uh, they've got people like Raynar who can do a Dugowie if they want to. They've got a dual Brownlow medalist. And Dunkley, who is an outstanding stopper and midfielder on his own with humor cluggage. Like, there's, they're, a, they're a really good football team. And the back line, Harris Andrews, is great. And Keaton Coleman, who's just turned into a brilliant footballer. I think they've got enough weapons to do the business. And I don't, I'm, not, I'm not impressed by Collingwood. And also, fuck Collingwood. Well, well I, I would follow suit. After that compelling argument, but that would mean that I couldn't win the tipping comp, which is crucial for my <laughs> or tie or tie or, or tie. tie tie. Sorry. <laughs> so I will go. I will go left field. Pies. I'm going to go the pies. I'm going to go Maynard to get the Norm Smith. Uh, random event. And also, Ooh. Dr. Nangs. Dr. Nangs is a Brisbane fan, so I'm yeah. going to be there with him. Random event. I'm going to say Josh Dacos. Josh Dacos will be the best Dacos on the field. Nick will go missing. Ooh. Jay Dacos. Jay Dacos to outshine. No, that's your random Dacos. event. That's your Norm Smith, is it? Yeah, Jay Norm Coss. Smith is Maynard. Fourth quarter. Sparrow. SOS. Sparrow's SOS. This comes from... Um, Long-time listener of the pod, part-time squinter himself, Coco, on the – I believe this was in our response – Philadelphia correspondent. Philadelphia correspondent. This was in response to said article just mentioned by H.B. Myers on the mongrel punt. It frustrates me that players like JDG, i.e. Jordan Degoe, and Dusty don't get pinged holding the ball. They are both often given a chance to attempt, offend, or break a tackle more than other players in the league. Both great players, but helps having more opportunity than the rest. That is Sparrow's SOS. Well said, Nicholas Costello. Um, I think, yeah, put, let's let's just make it an evening playing field, shall we? It would yes. be nice. That would be nice. I would say also, like, I mean, I did, I did dangle the carrot in front of you rags earlier about baking the umpires but 
What happens? Oh, we haven't had the bake. No, he's coming to it. I think he's got okay, good. a certain airline up his sleeve. Yeah, um, good because my family's flying on a certain airline <laughs> to um. Very oh, no. Like if you're going to be an this is this is not a bake. This is just Sparrow's whinge. If you're going to be an umpire in the big games, need some have music. The, have the balls. Yeah, put some music on for me. Have the. <laughs> Grow some gooners and we... make the big calls because if you can't look, if you can't see Reese Walsh doing a three meter forward pass Jesus. in the Broncos Warriors game, tell and, me about it. And if you can't see Toby Green's head getting ripped off, I could see throw, that from throw. 150 meters away and 70 meters up. That was extraordinary. That was extraordinary. You, yeah. Fair enough. Let's let's you know let the game flow, but grab some grow some balls and make the tough calls. And Cuevas. you will Cuevas. be hated. You will be hated by the crowd, but deal with it. So that's it's my job. little fucking whinge. Play the music. It's your job, mind you. At the game, and rags. I don't know what you. I didn't. I didn't get the feeling that we were being done over by the umpires. I didn't. Oh, like, the Toby one was obvious. But I didn't I, feel like it was the like Connor Iden one from where I was. I couldn't I, see the head around the neck. I felt it early. I felt it early. And I was like, I had 2017 Richmond Giants prelim vibes going where mm. Richmond got most of the calls and we got none of the 50-50s. Well, and, and the grand final in the first quarter of 2019 as well. And mm. I was really worried. And I looked at this, I looked at the free kick count. I think it was seven to two at one stage. And I was thinking, we're in for a long night here. And then I think the free kick count ended up being seven all or something at half time. 12. Oh, 12, yeah. 12 at the end. Uh, yeah. So they did, it did come back, but I, again, not having the crowd behind us really mm. sways those 50 50 calls oh, where massive. it could go, it could go either way. Massive. Oh, we'll just, we'll just lean this side. It's, I think it's a subconscious thing. I don't think they, the umpires necessarily oh, meant totally. to do it. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. it's just what happens. There were, there were no dubious ones in the forward 50s for each team. The only one that could be a bit sensitive was the one that Sidebottom gave away to Lloyd um, by coming in the protected area. So we got the 53 in the last quarter. Um, but even like Sidebottom, he did because he did. So it wasn't actually – it was annoying for the crowd, but it wasn't It wasn't a – what Which if. was that, sorry? When uh, Daniel Lloyd kicked the opening goal of the last quarter when still Sidebottom oh, yeah. uh, over, overstepped the mark. Hey, um – I follow, follow a bloke on um, Twitter called his his handle is called Has the umpire made made a bad decision? Question mark Yeah, it's quite yeah. cathartic. And his uh, tweet from um, the weekend worst decision of the weekend quarter first quarter Pies versus Giants. Dugowie commits a blatant insufficient intent free kick not paid an inexplicable miss. Yeah, yeah that. I mean, he's not even talking about the one where Dugowie got uh, dragged got to the ground. Dragged to the ground. Hotus. Yeah. Oh, no, I would. I wouldn't say dragged to the ground. I would say outmuscled and overwhelmed by Connor <laughs> Iden. That's how I would describe it. Now I've got yeah. a another little uh, thing here. I think Ooh. we might save for next week, but um, I was thinking it's going to be a next week. <laughs> I reckon there. I reckon we've got a couple of um, pods coming up. Because we need to get some special guests coming in. The draft so we've got we've got a draft guru who uh, PM Bangers PM Bangers said he will join the pod and he would love nothing more than to talk oh, about yeah. himself. 
Um, so the That's proper exciting. draft guru. Do I hear a Nordic horn? Let's go, on. <laughs> Oh, man. So I, I'm a guy that likes to be early, okay? So when I used to play my um, – well, when I'm getting back into it, but when I used to play a lot of weddings, I'd always rock up maybe three hours early just so I wasn't late and I was very – I'm very punctual. And, and so then you charge them, and that's fine because yeah, no, they were happy to pay you to be early. I would not. And then I would – so on Saturday I had a flight booked for 8 o'clock. So I was like, all right, well, bugger, I'm, I'm going to get to the airport at 5 just so I can start I, – I can watch I can watch the Brisbane game. I was um, up, but I still had another hour before I went to my 6 a.m. breakfast <laughs> and did a thing, and you got back to me. Like, what the – why do you even bother going to bed, you deal? <laughs> No, I'm talking 5 p.m. on Saturday. So my flight was at 8 What were you doing up at 5.30? I wake up at that time. He's a a mighty fuck. Oh, my God. And so Complete opposite of you, Needles. Anyway, this is is my bait. This is my segment. (laughs) (laughs) So so my flight was at 8 p.m., I was like, okay, I'm going to get there at 5 p.m. so I can so I can lay, lay in the airport, watch the game, the other prelim final, and uh, and go from there. So I make my way on the sky bus and get to the airport nice and early, scurry, scurry around for my tickets and find them on my phone. It's a bit of an effort, but um, I find them, and then all of a sudden I look up on the board and it says, your jet star flight has been cancelled to Hobart. Um and Gosh. I was like I was a, I was a little bit perplexed. Here I, is I a canoe. Thinking, Good luck with well, that. I was thinking, oh surely they would have called me or messaged me or sent me an email or something like that. Um had a look through my phone, can't see anything. So I go I spent the next 45 minutes trying to find the customer service desk. Um and Jetstar looking around. So by then I'm missing the game. I'm sort of watching on okay oh. and wandering around the airport trying to find this bloody service desk only to find out it has been cancelled and I had to f- fly out the next day. I missed my I missed my golf tea time for the following Extra morning. Oh, no, what happened to your handicap? And so... Do they pay I, you for that? Do you have to spend your own money on the hotel or do they cover no, you? No, they, they actually covered me. I was I was a little bit worried that I was going to be spending the night in the airport um, sleeping on the floor, which I have done before. Come to but, the Traveller's um, Rest. Come to the just spend all night watching Giants lose in refinals. <laughs> so get on the landscape. Jetstar, pull your fucking fingers out. Like, seriously, just Not send me in. Just send me a text message. All us early people who like to get to the airport nice and early, just let me know that you Send don't courtesy. have Come on, that, you, that you might not have bloody pilots or some shit who haven't turned up, called in sick or whatever. Just just Pious let fans. the man know. And so I've, yeah, I was very frustrated, but I did get a free room and thirty dollars for breakfast to spend the next day. It's a pretty good. And break. I had a and I had a nice night's sleep. So, and then I got home. The next day, teed off at 11.30. So I got home, had a shower, went straight to the golf course, teed off at 11.30, shot my best round for the year. And thank you, <laughs> thank Mother, you for the rabbits. Star. Thank you, <laughs> thank thank you, you Jetstar. <laughs> for the reverse bake once again. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I was just thinking something for you guys to think about for do if we do do a bonus pod next week or the week after or whenever. Um, I'm thinking we do a Squinters Player of the Year, a Most yep. Improved, a Coach's Trophy. Absolutely. Um, and they can be they can be the first. Imagine imagine rocking up to 2024 as a player, Giants player to Blacktown or wherever they are, and saying, you know what. I worked. I found out over the over the off season. I was Squinter's Player of the Year. We can send and, him a dicky little badge. Well, if Zelly's what listening, I, we could present that at the presentation night. Imagine that. Yeah. I I have thought about taking my guitar and and playing my um my songs to the players. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Just in the foyer as they're coming in. No, 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 no. They they have On the music. Big stage. They lead music. And every player would love a song sung about them. I think. During when they're trying to have their fifth champagne, <laughs> looking forward to their two weeks of leave. Imagine everyone singing along to he's Toby Green. He's our skipper. Yeah, he's oh, our skipper. Mm. No, well, I th- I think we all do a five four three two one, and then and then we and then we <laughs> add we tally up tally squinters. up the votes. This is a ragdoll's mess. <laughs> we tally up the votes. Live leaderboard. <laughs> uh, stay all tuned. Right. Stay tuned for that. Uh, juicy content and we will definitely i don't think we'll do an episode next week but we will definitely be doing a draft special that will be coming up and as we come up our final pod for the year this is needle saying never surrender never surrender never surrender heard there was a cheeky ford Wearing orange and black with the number four But you don't really care for the west of Sydney, do you? Well, it goes like this He's kicked his fourth, his fifth He's sitting on heads and now he's taking the piss His name's Toby Green and he's our skipper He's our skipper He's a skipper. He's a skipper. He's a skipper. The club's faith was strong in his youth. Used to party hard and hit the booze. The man with whistles don't pay free kicks to ya. He's got lots of talents with a bit of flair. You break your nose and he'll pull your hair. Every team wish they'd had him, but he's our leader. He's our skipper. He's our skipper. He's a skipper, he's a skipper. Well, Toby, we've been here before. We've watched you tear apart the Hawks. Used to barrack for the Tigers before I knew you. Play on the TV screen Merely forced me to change my team He's rugged and cheeky And he's our skipper He's our skipper He's our skipper He's our skipper 
our skipper. He's our skipper. He's our skipper. He's our skipper. Oh, we haven't had the bike. 